You've got mail. This is Andy and John Talk Telecom with Andy Netzel and John Rewe. Okay, you're now logged on to Andy and John Talk Telecom. I am Andy Netzel. I'm John Rewe. Hey, John, how are you doing uh, today on this Labor Day weekend? Man, I'm doing awesome this weekend, and it's exciting to have a three-day weekend. How about you down there? Yes, yeah, yeah, it's it's great. You know, Labor Day weekend, three-day weekend, good weather. Uh, college football is back, so uh, I anticipate spending a lot of time on the couch. Uh, you know, <laughs> the return of uh, of all my my favorite teams and and not favorite teams. Um, so yeah, it's good. It's a good time. Yeah, a lot of energy in the air, a little bit of uh, excitement now that uh, crazy hot summer is sort of uh, showing that it's easing up a little bit. And football is in the air. Fall, fall is almost here. The pumpkin spice lattes are back for those who like to uh, to imbibe in the uh, pumpkin spice lattes. Not my thing, but apparently it's a thing. <laughs> um, it's a thing yeah. yeah, must mean must mean fall is around the corner. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Exciting and with- stuff. With the fall being around the corner, uh, just about every fall is the uh, SETE's um, big show, right? Cable Tech Expo 22 uh, is 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 actually this month, right? In September. Yeah, it's in September this year in Philadelphia, city city of brotherly love, city of cheesesteaks. Some may say the city of brotherly hate, considering how much road rage I've seen over there. But uh, good times. Looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. So September nineteenth, twenty second, in Philadelphia, um, and we're gonna be there, aren't we? That's right. The Andy, so pumped. The Andy and John Talk Telecom podcast is going on the road. We have been uh, asked to host um, Cable Jeopardy, uh, and for for those who aren't involved in uh, SCTE or haven't been to either a local, you know, SCTE games or the National Cable Tech Expo. John, what uh, what are cable games and what's uh, what's Cable Jeopardy? Cable games and Cable Jeopardy are one of the funnest parts of the expo. Um, it's a place where you have all the best cable technicians around the uh, country and I guess internationally actually can come and compete in uh, things like uh, fiber splicing, OTDR traces, um, troubleshooting, RF um, problems, um, putting on connectors, hardline connectors, uh, drop connectors. And then Cable Jeopardy is literally like a Jeopardy, but with cable facts uh, and technology facts. So, you know, you've got a a panel of of four contestants sitting there with buzzers and I'll hit the buzzer and say, I'll take wireless for $400 and or 400 points. And, uh, you know, it's kind of proceeds in that way. And uh, it's really exciting to watch uh, these, pros really battle it out for for pride and uh the kind of the cool thing is the way that those guys get there so we have these same competitions in the um all the local sete chapters and the best uh the best of the best throughout the country are are selected and um given a chance uh, by sete to come compete against each other and you know a lot of the local chapters will uh, help support um their contestant um like our chapter hill country chapter we're uh, paying for the trip for our guy to go up there and compete and uh represent hill country so it's pretty exciting and uh 
there's a lot of camaraderie and, and good natured competition uh, around that. It's a lot of fun. So excited to be a part of it this year. Yeah, we're definitely excited to be a part of it. It's a great event. Um, people are really excited to participate. Rivalries develop over the years, right? Friendly rivalries, of course. Um, and it's really cool. There's some very, very talented cable technicians out there. And we're, we're excited to be the host, right? Be your, your Alex Trebek's, if you will, for, uh, for Cable Jeopardy. And uh, so if you're going to be there, come watch Cable Jeopardy. Watch your favorite telecom podcast hosts uh, host it. Be good it's time. gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun, Andy. I, I can't wait to to be there and uh, watch this go down from a from a different vantage point. And we'll uh, have some swag, right? We'll have some uh, some some stickers, some golf balls, and we'll have some uh, some podcast swag. So if you're if you're there, come grab it. That's right. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, I, I uh, I've seen some of these, like you said, just kind of going back to the long term uh, rivalries, I guess, that kind of come out of this, like. Um, in Texas, we've had the Hill Country chapter and the North Tech, Central Texas chapter, um, where they actually compete uh, between each other each year. Um, and they have a couple of guys in North Texas that have basically won off and on for so many years and go to Expo almost every year. And uh, I know our, one of our guests, uh, Mike O'Dell, who's uh, definitely a luminary in the industry and has talked to us, you know, on the pod before about his experience, had a really cool story about how he kind of got exposed to uh, really the broader cable world and the society and what's really going on um, as a con- uh, winner of cable games and getting that chance to go to expo and really see the whole uh, industry all in one place. And, and it really was kind of transformative uh, for his career. And, and I think I love stories like that. And I think that's one of the great things about cable games. Yeah, it's great. It's going to be exciting. September 19th, to 22nd in Philadelphia. Hope, uh, hope people can attend. I'm, I'm excited for it. So yeah, want to get into some uh, some recent news. Let's talk some about some news. There's some hot uh, art off news. Some hot art off news. When we uh, when we come right back. Okay, John. So we talked a lot in the past about the Rural Digital Opportunity Fund, the RDOF. Remember that, obviously. Oh man, we've talked about that at length, haven't we? We have. We have. And just to remind people. Um, you know, the RDOF broadband subsidiary subsidy auction was a $9.2 billion auction where companies, telecom companies are able to bid, um, on, uh, certain parts of the country that they said, Hey, we will provide broadband access to, you know, X amount of customers, depending on what part of the country it was. So people bid, put in their competitive bids and the FCC, um, you know, pick the winners. Right. So right. now was I, round one, round one of RDOF. Yeah, so only round one of RDOF, right? So $9.2 billion. Um, to date, the FCC has approved about $5 billion in winning RDOF bids. So just because a company bid on it and they won that bid, that doesn't mean they automatically get the business, right? It entered a, you know, a scrutiny phase where the FCC took a closer look, did a, a more of a deep dive into the organizations, into these telecom companies, and wanted to make sure that um, the companies could actually provide what they said they were going to provide. Yeah, so, the FCC's verbiage says uh, to der- review each application uh, before finalizing it, saying they have to determine whether they meet all legal, financial, and technical requirements. Absolutely. You can't just um, award these contracts and not do your due di- diligence, correct? Correct. Right. 
So FCC has approved around $5 billion in winning uh, RDOF bids. Um, however, uh, $2.18 billion have been forfeited by two companies um, that were, you know, underwent that scrutiny, underwent that, that deep dive by the FCC, and unfortunately, uh, they were denied, right? They were denied their winning bids. That's right. Um, and it really raised some eyebrows at first because it seemed to indicate uh, a rejection of, of not specifically those providers, but possibly the technology that they proposed uh, to, to utilize for their uh, builds. Yeah, you're 100% correct on that. We'll get to the technology in a second, right? But the first, um, I guess, first, those two companies, LTD Broadband and SpaceX, um, you know, they had combined for $2.18 billion of that rural digital opportunity fund. Uh, and a couple of weeks ago, the FCC, unfortunately, announced they won't be taking home any of those winnings, which is uh, just a, a huge blow and kind of, I don't want to say shocking, but, you know, a little bit surprising because LTD Broadband and SpaceX are not, um, are, and Starlink are not, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're well known, right? They've been in the, they've been in the game at least a little bit. Yeah, and they were the two biggest, uh, two of the biggest awardees, especially LTD. I mean, that was uh, that split of, of that pot. There was like 1.3 bill for LTD, and then mm -hmm. uh, SpaceX uh, Starlink was uh, almost nine billion, so or 900 million. So yeah, lots of lots of money at stake here, and and uh, yeah, to have that uh, denied is quite a blow, I'd say. Yeah. So. LTD broadband is, you know, it is a smaller provider than some of the other winners. And Starlink is an emerging service, but people uh, who are watching this thought that, you know, some were surprised, but some also thought, hey, you know, they have proven themselves enough to, you know, win these bids and to make good on these bids. Like you said, LTD broadband originally wanted to $1.3 billion um, to deliver GigaNet broadband to 528,000 locations across 15 states where Starlink was going to provide 100 megabits per second up and 20 down speed um, service to over 640,000 locations across 35 states. So, you know, over a million customers or over a million, you know, locations that these two uh, companies were going to provide to and now uh, not the case anymore. So this money goes back into the, uh, goes back into the, or remains really, because they didn't, dish it out yeah it remains in the universal service fund and will be eligible for other state and federal funding programs um so you know surprising that you know after uh, five billion dollars has been awarded out that uh ltd broadband and starlink just unfortunately did not pass the uh not pass the fcc's test yeah and it's it's interesting because i mean Sure, Starlink is a emerging technology, but it has been uh, in beta for, I mean, I guess maybe it's past beta, but I mean, it's been out for a while. And certainly there's certain parts of the world where um, geographically it may be the only way you're going to like solve that connectivity problem. And, you know, with LTD broadband, certainly they were going to build a lot of fiber, but they were going to utilize a lot of fixed wireless. And again, that's, uh, probably going to be a critical piece of bridging the digital divide is going to be fixed wireless in a lot of areas. And so I think a lot of people saw this as a maybe a rejection of those technologies and a preference of fiber, even whether or not that that makes sense to just build fiber wherever, no matter what it takes. Um, 
but so, oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, you just can't build fiber everywhere. So, yeah, but I think a lot of people were worried, like, you know, there's been some amazing uh, advances in fixed wireless um, and providing uh, gigabit speeds over wire, uh, fixed wireless. And uh, I think a lot of people saw this as, a, oh, no, or is that getting rejected? Because there's a lot of money being invested, um, you know, separate from federal subsidies in that technology and in that space right now. I think part of it, yeah, I mean, I get that argument, um, but like you said, to your point, fixed wireless is going to play an important role uh, because you, you can't build fiber everywhere. I think, and in, in, so we, we take these two cases and these two companies separately, LTD, LTD broadband, they were going to do fixed wireless. But I think their, uh, ultimately what it came down to is they defaulted on winning bids in seven states before this decision came out. So I think the FCC looked at that and said, well, you've already defaulted on some, you know, we, we don't want you to move forward with the rest of your, um, you know, the, the, the bids that you had won. Um, mm-hmm. You know, regardless of they're going to use fixed wireless or, or a, different, <laughs> a different channel. In Starlink's case, you know, the FCC specifically cited, so they, they, it became like a backhanded compliment, right? They said, hey, <laughs> Starlink has real promise. Um, we think it's going somewhere. And then the backhand part of that is there is a large speed decline between, you know, fourth quarter 2021 and second quarter 2022. And Starlink could not provide the uplink speeds of 20 megabits per second that it had promised. Uh, so yeah. you know, FC, the FCC gave, uh, you know, some indications that Starlink could be a major player and could, uh, you know, participate in further auctions down the road um but in the technology would just have to be um improved and shored up first so a little yeah. bit, a little bit of good a little bit bad sure i mean it is pretty well documented that uh, starlink's uh, performance has tailed off a little bit since it's first rolled out but i mean you know it's still of seems of g and one would have to think that um you know that's that drop-off in performance has not escaped Elon Musk's uh, notice and, and is being addressed. But um, yeah, it's it certainly is interesting. And, and then talking about LTD as, uh, as one that defaulted on uh, some of their areas before uh, this final award was made or, or not, um, they're far from the only ones that forfeited areas that they won in the initial uh, uh, you know phase. Uh, I mean, Spectrum, for instance, they, they've... Um, forfeited some, but they also, you know, put their, where their mouth certain uh, extent in, they started building art off areas with their own money before getting awards. Um, so, you know, and obviously they're, yeah, and they're a well-established player, obviously. And, you know, I think LTD has really cool aspirations, but clearly hasn't been around quite as long, hasn't demonstrated as much, uh, you know, ability to expand that fast. So I guess maybe that's part of the deal, but I mean, it's exciting to see new players in the game. So, I mean, there's still a lot of federal money out there and, you know, hopefully there's, you know, future opportunities for some of these uh, folks to, you know, get a piece of that. Absolutely. And hopefully this isn't a, uh, you know, a referendum on fixed wireless or, you know, this isn't a nail in the coffin for for fixed wireless because it has to be a part of, um, has to be a part of the digital, bridging the digital divide. And, and, you know, there are a couple companies that won their, um, you know, won the auction and were awarded money uh, 
that are primarily using fixed wireless. And John, I think you're, you're we're going to talk about a couple of them. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I think right on the heels of this, uh, you know, rejection for Nick, uh, for uh, uh, LTD and for uh, Starlink, we then had, and where we were thinking, oh no, is this a, like you said, a referendum on fixed wireless? Uh, then, yeah, right after that, we've got um, some new approvals announced. Um, looks like uh, Nextlink and Starry, who both uh, heavily employ fixed wireless, uh, did get their, um, you know, second round of uh, scrutiny. They passed the second round of scrutiny and are getting their awards. So, Big bucks come into those companies for fixed wireless-based deployments. Um, uh, and so that kind of, I think, cool, calms a little bit of the fear about, you know, fixed wireless uh, as, you know, what the FCC say, uh, attitude is toward that technology. Yeah, and it should. It should with uh, $5 billion in, in winning RDOF bids approved and this $2.1, unfortunately, forfeited by LTD and Starlink. Um, there's about $2 billion uh, worth of bids left to process, and no doubt that some of those bids left to process involve the use of fixed wireless to, to bridge the digital divide and bring uh, a minimum of broadband service to uh, areas of you know, rural America. That's right. So, yeah, next link uh, under the AMG Technology Investment Group moniker, um, one um, off awards and got approved for uh, deployments in Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Minnesota, Nebraska, Oklahoma, Texas, Wisconsin, Wyoming. Um, yeah, so lots and lots of uh, expansion for them. And then Starry uh, was under the Connect Everyone banner if you're looking at the off award list on the FCC website. Uh, Alabama, Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, and Virginia. Uh, were awarded for them. And then there's some uh, smaller uh, awards for, um, let's see, Gigabeam Networks, uh, Shenandoah Cable Television in Virginia, and, uh, and Geolinks in Arizona and Nevada. So yeah, nice Actually to see. Some, some smaller, you know, companies out there. Yeah. Bolstering their offerings. Yeah, for sure. So nice to see, uh, Finally, I mean, it's taken a while. It's nice to see some of these Ardoff uh, awards finally getting dispersed after all this time. I mean, how long have we been talking about this? A couple of years. I mean, yeah, at least a couple of years, you know, just the, yeah. the years of government, right? No, that's uh, right. But hey, you know, I think these, uh, these checks and balances are necessary to ensure for the consumer that a, a telecom company is going to deliver on what they promised. Mm -hmm. Yep, exactly. And, you know, clearly we've seen communications from uh, current FCC regime uh, under Jessica Rosenworcel and, and her team. I mean, that this is all very important to them, um, you know, improving connectivity in rural America, increasing uh, the capabilities of our 5G networks as a nation. I mean, those are all priorities and it's, it's a messy process, um, you know, in D.C., but it, it is grinding forward and it's good for us. Absolutely, absolutely. So we'll uh, we will keep an eye on this. Uh, the about two billion dollars that is left in um, that needs to be approved, and should uh, should anything newsworthy or noteworthy uh, happen, you know, either either good or bad, we'll we'll be sure to talk about it. That's right. All right. So we're gonna take a break, and we'll be right back. 
All right, we are back. Thank you, everybody, for listening. As always, follow us on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on Amazon Audible, wherever you get your podcasts. Go ahead and follow us. Please give us that five-star review. Um, if you want to see our, our lovely faces, you can subscribe to us and watch us uh, on YouTube. And uh, we hope to see a lot of you at um, Cable Tech Expo 22 here in a couple of weeks. Again, that's in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, September 19th to the 22nd um it'll be a good time come watch us you know come listen uh, some of the speakers um david watson the president and ceo of comcast michael fries vice chairman and ceo of liberty global um and a lot of um and many more many more speakers and educational opportunities uh, so along with sete cable tech expo the national show we have some local shows coming up in, in the next couple months that that john's going to touch on yeah, so uh, excited about some of these. Uh, Sooner State SCTE is coming up in uh, see, October 19th and 20th. Uh, that's going to be at the Hard Rock Casino in Tulsa. Tulsa, um, Oklahoma. Yeah, that one's always fun. Uh, so October 19th and 20th, um, that one should be on the SCTE calendar, so you can go sign up or uh, plan to attend that if you're in the area. Um, but before that, um, coming up pretty quick uh, is the – my home chapter, Hill Country chapter. We're having our table games, vendor day, golf tournament on October 5th and 6th in Round Rock at the Embassy Suites um, in Round Rock. And that'll be a lot of fun. We always have a have a great turnout and um, really um, looks like we're going to have some really awesome support from the local MSOs this year. And um, got a new cool golf course and new venue. So come out to Hill Country chapter SDTE October 5th and 6th. And so that that's Round Rock, Texas. So Hill Country being um, kind of center of Texas area. So if you're uh, you're involved in, in the cable industry, um, yeah, and then Central Texas coming down. Sooner State being Oklahoma, uh, and you can find all these at, at SCTE.org and their uh, event calendar. Uh, if you're in, if you're part of the cable industry, we would highly encourage you to be a part of SCTE and support it and, and participate in uh, in all of these wonderful events. That's right. So, all right. Well, hey, uh, John, enjoy the rest of your Labor Day weekend. I'm going to get back to watching football um, and enjoying this beautiful weather. And we'll uh, we'll do this again uh, in a week or so. All right. Sounds like a plan. Enjoy right. the games. Thanks. You're now logged off. Andy and John talk telecom. Bye, y'all.